Hello and welcome to episode 13 of the All In Football Fantasy Premier League podcast, YouTube show, etc. I'm the FPL guru, Alex Rex, and joining me today are my usual suspects of Scott Williams and Tom Hughes. Today we're going to discuss the fallout from game week 10 and look forward to uh, game week 11 and see what we can do to combat the ridiculous swings in points that are coming from defences midfielders and then the distinct lack of goals coming from attack we've all got all of your questions thank you ever so much for sending them in this week um whether it be via instagram uh, twitter or uh, haven't had any questions via tiktok but it's only for entertainment all in football pod or all in football p don't forget to like and subscribe uh, to the uh, video on the youtube channel boys how are we doing this week very good thank you alex very good i would be better if my decision-making in fantasy football was better, but can't complain. <laughs> I'd be better if my decision-making in life was better, but yeah, not too bad. <laughs> it's, uh, we've, we've started off with the deeper meaningfuls this week, boys. Um, wanted to uh, get on to review the previous game week. So game week 10, highest points of 116. Amazing. One of my favourite ones is the most transferred in is Mason Mount. For this game week, <laughs> uh, money wasn't even in the Chelsea squad. Most captain was uh, obviously Mo Salah. Looking at that, his effective ownership was nearly as high as is physically possible in the top 10k 199.17% effective ownership, which is insane. Every single manager that had him in the top 10k, I think, captained him at 9,887 teams. So 13 teams still without him. Other man, other captains, uh, Ronaldo, Bruno Fernandes, still getting uh, captained. Vardy, Antonio, uh, 2.9%. Lukaku, owners, obviously, don't play the game anymore. <laughs> <laughs> pretty, sure Tom, pretty sure Tom's dad plays the game and he captained Lukaku. <laughs> no, he did, of course he did. No, he's, uh, just shout out to my dad for changing his captain. Oh, and awesome. his team looked half respectable this week. So, so People like your dad, I, I love. Fantasy football. They just play it week week by week and have a have just have a fun time with it and then suddenly look at the team and go, Oh my god, what's happening? To be fair, it's his first year, so we'll we'll let him off. Oh, brilliant. Great stuff. I um want to look at total usage of chips so far. So 89.3% of top 10k managers have used their wildcard so far, um, which is a relatively high 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 number and uh, about 50% overall usage. We saw two percent used it uh, in this this game week overall, but yeah, only ten, only a thousand managers of the top ten thousand managers have their wild card left. So maybe it was a good move to play a bit earlier. I'm still sat here with mine. Uh, Kings of the game week, Reese James, two goals, eh? What a player! Back to back amazing returns. Aaron Ramsdale with one of the saves of the season, definitely, if not one of the best saves I've ever seen in that match with the 10 points. Gabriel's a random one, isn't it? 15 points. But I think, did he get all three bonus points of the game or something? That's crazy, 15 points. Well, uh, a clean sheet and a goal for a defender normally guarantees you the three bonus. Oh, of course. Went off the back of his head. He jumped up. He didn't want even looking at the ball, was it? And it just hit yeah. the back of his head and went in. Just First one. Him. Yeah. Uh, Matt Lowton had his week, everybody. Anybody on him? He has his week every, every season. Uh, 14 points. It's come early, though. 14 points. Omabama Deli, the 3.9 million Norwich defender who started and scored. And Norwich's fixtures are amazing. 
<laughs> the next run of fixtures. No one's even bothered looking at Norwich's fixtures that are up and coming, have they? So I was looking at the fixture ticker today, and I'm pretty sure they're top of the fixture ticker for the team that is bottom of the Premier League. But I'll, still... get my, I'll, I'll get my Leeds bashing out of the way really quickly. That's as bad as I've seen Leeds in a long time, and they lost to them. That's why no one's going on Norwich. They're going down. They're terrible. Yeah, they are terrible, aren't they? Anyway, 3.9 million. Yeah. Uh, your boy, Declan Rice, Scotty. What a goal. He's, he's, he's popping up. He's, he's, he's scored a few. He's scored a few in Europe as well. He's, I think it's his highest scoring season ever already. And we're just got into November. He's looking like a bit of a different beast this season. He's he's unbelievable. He's started getting some more attacking returns. Jared Bowen, again, uh, 11 points. He's the top scoring midfielder in the last three game weeks, obviously other than Salah. And uh, I'm talking about mid-price midfielders. Salah and um, Mount have got more than him. But Bowen has done really well in that mid-price bracket. Conor Gallagher with 13 points, Henderson with 10, and Jorginho with 10 as he got a penalty, and then Cristiano Ronaldo up top. Interestingly enough for the team of the week, I wanted to really have a look at formations just really briefly, but for four out of the last five game weeks, we've been looking at a five across midfield, and we haven't had a, for the the kings of the game week, for the best point scorers, and we haven't had three strikers up top for kings of the game weeks. It's game week four, and that was when Lukaku and Ronaldo both got braces, and I think someone else up front with them, probably Antonio at the time, if it was game week four. Are we looking at really shifting our money towards defenders and midfielders? And we talked about this last week, and the answer was yes, but really limiting the money we're putting forward to strikers. And I think just the statistics from the last four or five game weeks have really hit home, saying, yeah, actually... Taking money out of your strikers seems to be the way forward. Manager of the month for the All In Podcast League. Congratulations to Callum Burnett, our two time manager of the week winner. He is the third winner of the manager of the month competition. Congratulations to Callum with 266 points, just edging out, oh my God, DCFC. That's, a, that's that's the biggest Cinderella story you've ever seen in your life, isn't it? It's inc- it's incredible. This is one of the first seasons he's been taking it seriously, and I'm I'm sure he listens to the podcast. I know his wife Jen does, so big shout out to Jen, and I hope, do hope you beat Dan this season. We um, all do, and we all do. Sorry, Dan, uh, but 61, uh, 61 points the last game we but four points off the top, and Jeff Belcher, Mister Consistent. That one, Havertz, big throw out to uh, his Havertz captaincy the week before, uh, but 261. Really close, actually, overall. Um, it was only nine points separating the top six. Uh, so, yeah, close, but well done to Callum, manager of the month, joining Jack Alcroft and Sandy Punjan. Uh, I got a uh, got a, a message from Gavin Webb this week asking me to start handing out uh, All In Football podcast mugs, so we need to start looking into uh, getting some merch sorted out, so... Gav just really wants one for when he eventually wins Manager of the Month or just wins the whole thing because he is top of the All-In Football Podcast League. 700 points total, massive lead. I was three points behind him two weeks ago. Now I'm sat here in fourth, 44, 42 points behind. Do not forget that it can change that quickly if you get on the right players at the right times. 40 points is that swing. He's had 39 points swing on me in two weeks. It's just the way it can go. Jeff up to second. Uh, Adrian Chippendale in, stays in third place and I go down to fourth and the podcast team sits there in fifth. Manager of the week this week, lots of managers and, uh, and uh, manager, manager of the week. Uh, David Byrne absolutely killed it this week. 79 points, 
Um, I've got, I think I've done that there. Yeah, that's why. 79 points. Uh, and that was with Duffy coming off the bench for zero. He only had 10, point, 10 players that scored in points. But James, Salah, Foden, Smithrow, Ronaldo, Ramsdale, all doing the business for him. That's his second time winning manager of the week. So well done to David. And I've got to say, I think his team moving forward as well looks really good. I haven't got the fixture on the side. Don't know why that's chopped that off. But overall, we're looking at Salah, Foden, Smithrow, Havertz, all got good fixtures moving forward. The only liability really is Tierney sat on his bench. So other than that, I think looking at the uh, the team, it looks uh, looks pretty solid for moving forward. If you haven't joined the podcast league, please make sure you do. The code is 2P5QC4. That's 2P5QC4. Get yourselves involved. Get your shout outs. Get involved with the managers. And we, we all love, love the community. So. Thank you ever so much for that. Scott, would you mind taking on reading out the All in Pod team with our 43 points so far this week? Well, so oh, I, would far, love it. I would love to, yeah. Uh, fostering all for two. Uh, and then a couple of big defenders pretty much blanking. Cancelo, two points. Trent, one point. Um, but, you know, consistent Rudiger, six. And then one of the players of the season already, Liberamento, with six. is an absolute fantasy cult hero, surely, already. He's definitely the cheap boy of the year, isn't he? Without a shadow of a doubt, there with six points. Uh, Salah ten, st- steady away. First first time he's not scored in the league in seven games or something like that. Yeah. Um, Son two points, but that could be a could be a good option now with um, obviously Conte coming in. They're going to get that bounce, and yeah. I'm looking at Son myself because their fixtures I know look okay. I believe. Um, Rafinha nine. He is the main boy for Leeds, isn't he? Vardy with one point, disappointing since everyone's brought him in. Tony, very much hot and cold, two points. And Huang, very, very unlucky. He was marginally offside last night. Obviously, they've got some more attacking returns there. Um, the only disappointment there is Mr. Conagala. 13 points left on the bench. But, you know, against um, Manchester City, you were you were always going to do that, wasn't you? I think that's one of the main things to... When you've had a bit of a bad game week, and I know I have this week as well is to really look at your decision-making processes and see if you've got them how right or how wrong they were um going for Conor Gallagher over Salah, Son, Rafinha you just you just I mean you never but you're never doing it Man City this week so nothing really to to worry about or consider there and actually in terms of a team I don't think we'll look too bad moving forward we have got two free transfers but 0.2 in the bank uh, I think the the, maze, the major omission from our team at the moment looks like Reese James uh, or uh, or Ben Chilwell at the back, and we have got two free transfers to get there. But the only way we can really afford to do that is by we can take Duffy out, but then we have to uh, really really heavily downgrade like Rafinha, or we would then go all the way down to somebody like Vardy. We'd have to take him down to maybe someone like Ollie Watkins who has returned three attacking returns in the last four game weeks. He's played 90 minutes every week since game week three or four, and their fixtures don't look too bad. So there's, there's the, there are options like that to consider. Uh, I, think if, I think if the last two days didn't happen and Nuno was still at Spurs, I think we could seriously, even though the fixtures are right, we could seriously look at Dan Gray and Son and then enabling that. But he, he's got to be someone you've got to look at now, I think. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and we will uh, we'll have a look at our transfers. We'll be obviously using one of them this week, if not two of them. Uh, but don't forget there's an international break coming up. So going into an international break with two transfers is always a nice feeling to have. This graphic, for all of you guys 
who are uh, looking on the YouTube channel, is all of Chelsea's lineups since midweek fixture started. <laughs> um, that's over the next two, that is. Next two graphics, next two pages. Uh, one of the questions I had in this week is, James or Chilwell, should we jump on them now? But also another one was, is it actually worth paying attention to the midweek fixtures for Chelsea and Man City uh, to see exactly who's going to play at the weekend after that point? In summary, no, if you're looking at the Champions League lineups, really. But if you're looking at the um, League Cup lineups, absolutely. Only Reese James has started, he started here against Aston Villa, and then he started against Manchester City the game week after. Uh, same when they play, that was Brentford, that was, let me just click on this one. Yes, and they played Southampton in the in the League Cup. Reese James played in that game, and then he also played in the in the Premier League after. He is the only defender to play in the League Cup and then the next week play in the Premier League. One of the other patterns I sort of gauged from this is that no one other than Aspilicueta and Rudiger, and this is uh, the reason I've done this graphic on the screen, by the way, to finish at the Norwich game is because there was um, uh, an international break after that. Was there was a break after that? Uh, oh no, there wasn't. There was an international break. Sorry, after uh, Southampton wasn't there, but. The only players to play more than two games in a row, which aren't including an international break, so two play, two play, two games, two games in a row, more than two games in a row. Aspilicueta has played three in a row, and also um, it was Ben Chilwell as well that played three in a row, I think, which was Brentford and Malmo and Norwich. So these are the only ones that have played three games in a row. Tuchel tends to only have his players play two major games in a row, really. I think the other exception was. Uh, Reese James, I think he played um, three games in a row another time as well. So, yeah, it's uh, it, it, overall not really so much. But if you're looking at League Cup, then yes. I would say, though, off the back of looking at these teams on the screen, if Reese James were to play in the Champions League game this week, which I don't think he will do against Malmo, he probably won't play at the weekend because then he'll have played three games in a row. And that's not normally what Tuchel will do. Um, but Scott, what do you think? James against Chilwell, is it worth jumping on them now? Um, I'll move on to the next screen because that's got their statistics on it at points per 90 but that they've played. But is it worth jumping on them right now? Do we need to get both of them in our teams? What do you think? Um, yeah, I don't think you have to get both of them into your team. There's too much, too much rotation. I think, I think you pick one of them, don't you? Um, and hold your breath. Um, I I was going to pick Reese James last week and then decided on the conversation with yourself to go for Jao Cancelo, which is still not it's not something I'm kicking myself up because hindsight's a beautiful thing, isn't it? Yeah. But yeah, Reese James looks electric, but so did Ben Chilwell. And what's happening with Chelsea this season is freak is is just like a freak how they're outscoring the strikers, yeah. and it can't continue. It just can't. Um, so what's what are Chelsea's run like? Is that... Oh, in terms of Chelsea's fixtures, yeah. let me click on to the fixture ticker. Uh, so Chelsea have got Burnley, then they've got Leicester and Man United, and then Watford, West Ham, and then I think that's Leeds. I think all these teams. See, see for me, I'd be getting Reese James in Archie. Well, I, I don't think it particularly matters too much. I think it's a cost for time right now, if I'm honest. Um, mm -hmm. I think they both get rotated uh, as much chance of rotation as any of them. 
Um, but they, they look pretty set in. But we can look at the. We, we, it wouldn't be a surprise if they got rested. But I wouldn't be bringing both in because if you bring both in, and we've seen Tuchel this season do wholesale changes at the back, which has screwed over a couple of the boys in the league and a couple of blanks. And then all you need is a, you know, one of your Duffies not to play. Then you've only got your 10 outfield players. Yeah. So I think it's too much of a risk. So for me, one. Yeah, no, go I, on, stop. I, just, I just agree with that and say, if you're going to go to Chelsea, go one risky, one safe. Yeah, I completely agree. And especially with, and this is something to bear in mind, and you know, we haven't had, uh, we haven't had bonfire night yet. We haven't had your birthday yet, Tommy. But, <laughs> I have to say, Christmas period coming up, we will see a lot more rotation yeah. to get through that time. I would just like to say they've gone for a back five tonight of Alonso, Rudiger, Silva, Christensen and Aspilicueta. Oh, okay. you, just know, you just know that tells you all over that that's exactly what I said, that he rotates his wing backs in a different way. It's not game to game, it's in periods. I bet you see Alonso start the weekend now as well. Well, and I say for, for YouTube watchers, uh, Tom dropped off, but I, I had I brought up the the teams, all of the Chelsea lineups for since the midweek fixtures have started, and, and basically the trends off the back of that. Sorry to repeat myself for, for for people, but the trends off the back of that are that the wingbacks don't tend to play more than two games in a row, and Reese James has been an exception uh, once playing three games in a row. But but long story short, I think Ben Chilwell's played three games in a row once which was against Brentford uh, Malmo and then Norwich uh, but he was subbed off in the Champions League game relatively about 60 minutes wasn't he for Alonso in that week so when you're looking at the wing backs the fact that James and Chilwell both don't play today will more than likely mean that they're going to play at the weekend um, not guaranteed but more than likely that they're going to play at the weekend I think if James had have played tonight it would have been four games in a row if he'd have played at the weekend as well so anyway uh, that's that. Those were the uh, those were the numbers that we were were looking at. I think they're they're interesting to to touch base on. Looking at more questions, I want to try and fire through some of these because we had we had quite a lot actually come in uh, today. And one of them that I wanted to take a little bit more time on was one that came in for what are your tips for catching up if you're struggling in your mini league. So. I wanted to start off with, because I think it's a really interesting point that I had to have this conversation with um, Liam, our apprentice, just a couple of weeks ago. He was struggling in the mini league. His team was kind of had a few injury problems in it. There wasn't anyone in there together. And I actually said to him to probably just bank a transfer as long as you've got the captaincy covered for that week. And a lot changes in a game week. How many times have we sat here this season already? We're only on game week 11. And if we could pick a wildcard team, it would be different every single week. It would never be the same. And some of the transfers, again, would never be the same. So sometimes taking that week when everyone's going to captain Salah anyway, which they are again, and you've got Salah, if, you, if you've got Salah who I'm asking that question, then sometimes taking a week, banking a transfer, unless you've got any major, major, major fires, and then taking the international break and then going into the, the next game week with, with two plus transfers is, is, is not, a, not a bad thing to do. And not looking back on the last few game weeks in terms of chasing points, but actually maybe even looking forward to, not looking at the fixtures maybe for game week 11, but start looking at game weeks 12, 13, 14 and start looking at the trends and trying to get a little bit ahead in terms of the transfers that you're going to be making. Um, instead of, because I feel like what we, we end up doing is we, we, we're trying to constantly catch up if we're constantly playing the last week. Whereas if you're looking a bit further forward, then it, it tends to be better. So I, I would err on the side of caution 
banking a transfer, trying to look a lot further forward in terms of the fixture trends. I don't know what you boys think. Sounds good to me, that. Yeah, and don't panic too early and start thinking you need differentials everywhere to catch up because the problem is you pick too many differentials and they all miss uh, and you miss out on the big hitters. So it's about being selective with when when you go for the differentials. And it's and it's not looking like, oh, God, I'm 80 points behind. I need to do something stupid and put like, um, sorry, I've glanced on my phone and saw Rafinha, Rafinha captain. Stay with your captain. Chip away, chip away, chip away. Smart captain choices. And like Alex says, look a couple of game weeks ahead. Get that different player in. I think that's great. And I'm basically talking to myself here and trying to tell myself not to do stupid things because that's what I'm thinking about doing all the time. Well, it is good to see that, um, and as well, Liam's sort of catching up as well at this point now, and then hopefully can bank a transfer this week again. So he's used to, he took a minus four last week, did three transfers, maybe even bank again this week, then go into after the international break again with two free transfers, and then maybe able to make three moves. But that brings me on really, really well, actually, to the Conte question. So I've had I've had three different versions of the same question. So is it time to get on Kane and Son because Conte's come in? Who do you think is going to shine under Conte? Conte, Conte, Conte. Boys, over to you. What do you think that's going to affect? How do you think that's going to affect Spurs from a fantasy perspective? I think you've got to wait and, wait and see, haven't you? You can't just do it now. I mean, that's a big gamble right now. He's not a miracle worker. That, that Spurs team is horrendously boring. Um, if they were playing someone equally as dull, which thankfully there's not many of those dull teams in the Premier League this year, I honest, honestly, I'd probably put Garden in World on the Summit because they're horrendous to watch. So I would give it a week or two. He's only just going into the club now. Um, he's probably not doing training until, what, tomorrow or the next day? Give it a week or so, and then I think we'll see um, a philosophy or a style of play that he's going to try and you know establish there. But... I think Son will be the one to look at. The five at the back thing was interesting. One of the comments came in about maybe even Regulon or and then obviously Aurier or, or, or Doherty likes playing in that position or something like that. Are these sort of players going to become options? Uh, Tom, what do you think? Yeah, don't, don't panic and all of a sudden just think Conte is a brilliant manager. He's not suddenly going to... I don't think that he's suddenly going to get this unbelievable reaction. I think that they'll start looking better but it's not like it's not like I'm panicking right now I'm thinking I need to get Harry Kane in immediately because Harry Kane's head may still not be in it when Conte's in there so I'm definitely not looking at him uh Son maybe like Scott said he but Son was always the player that I'd get in if I was getting a Spurs player in anyway um I don't think you can say either of the wing backs until you see how they play in that system so I just think you've just got to wait. Nobody's going to be rushing to get Spurs players. And if they are, it's they're going to get lucky if they, they perform well, I think. What, so. what I would say as well, really quickly, Alex just touched on it. Um, don't worry about this game week at all. And then it's an international break. That gives Conte, what, two weeks with a whole squad? And then, close your ears, Tom, they play a Paulie's team at home on Sky on a Sunday. That's maybe the time when you think he's had a couple of weeks. That's, for me, when I might start looking at him. Now, yeah, and the fixtures really, really turn nicely for Spurs. They it's, have... a good, it's a good time to sack a manager and get someone in. Give a new manager a good time, like a good set of fixtures to run at. You do look at those and say they could very possibly get if they if they really switch on and Conte gets some playing, they could get easily 15, 15 points plus out of those fixtures. Oh, definitely. Leeds, Burnley, uh, Brentford, Norwich. The Leeds, Brentford, and Norwich fixtures are all at home. Then Brighton, Leicester which aren't easy. Brighton, Leicester, Liverpool's not an easy run of three, but whatever. No. And then Palace and Southampton, 
But those fixtures from 12 to 15, there's four fixtures there. It's one of the reasons we got Son in our wildcard team. Anyway, because uh, he's playing the form of the player. I mean, I know he didn't look very good in the last couple of game weeks, but still, um, since we signed him, actually, <laughs> he's not looked very good. It's funny because, uh, you know, talking about Spurs and everyone's talking about Spurs and what con- the, the impact Conte is going to have. And one of the big things I've seen today is, is he going to get the best out of Deli Ali? Are we going to see Deli oh, Ali back to his best? And I'm just like, how many times have we had this conversation Ooh. about Deli Ali? Like, I'm just, I'm sorry. I just don't see it happening. Uh, he's, but, he's gone. I would, I would say get Deli Allen, Ali in for the first five games. He Completely agree. When a new manager comes in. Oh yeah. True. In in, True. in in draft, I genuinely think I'm going to gamble on Deli Ali for four or five weeks, just because. <laughs> How much he, is he? How much is he in fantasy? Oh, I don't know. Six point five. I think he started the season. That he's probably gone down from here now. Maybe, maybe not. For, maybe not for the Everton game. But like Scott says, after they've see how they do in the Everton game. Give him the international break to work with the players because none of them are in their international teams anymore. And then go at them at Leeds, Burnley, Brentford, Norwich. That's quite a nice run of fixtures. Even that, I have to admit, even Leeds one. He's a he's a fun he's a fun draft gamble. That's I think anyway. Um, we've had a few questions which are time to sell questions. So uh, quick answers on these. Time to sell Rafinha. No, Tom. No, he's got. Oh, well, you want a quick answer. He's got unbelievable underlying statistics. If anyone in the Leeds team is going to do anything, it's him. So I wouldn't sell him. Yeah, he's the only one doing anything for that Leeds team. Yeah, bottom of the fixture ticket. He is miles ahead of every other Leeds player in terms of the uh, the statistics. But he's probably about mid-table in all of the other ones from the, as in like 10th to 13th in all of the mid-price midfields other than shots. So I would he still is. say no, but... but- yeah. But Alex, Leeds, uh, Leeds will improve. They will, I guarantee it. And when they do, bear in mind, he's only behind Bruno Fernandes for goal involvement in midfielders in the Premier League since uh, he joined. I, um, I, I'll just say one more thing, but actually leads me on really quite nicely to another question. But uh, I would say to people, if you, is it time to sell Rafinha? Is my one word answer is no. But don't not sell him if you think you can improve your team. And if you can, if you think you can get like, I don't know, someone like Conor Gallagher in who, who looks really good and they've got a good run of fixtures of Crystal Palace top of the fixture ticker for, for the next eight to nine game weeks. And that enables you to then upgrade Shane Duffy to Reese James or something like that. Then don't don't not do it. Yeah. But the question is time to sell Rafinha and run away and hide. No, to answer the question. Uh, the um, the question came in actually from, from you, Scott. Hard run of fixtures. But should we still crazily even look at Bruno as Great an option? Question. Well, he is. Cre- How many chances he created? You sent me that. Bruno, by, Bruno, by Bruno, far the most. Bruno creates something like twelve more chances than any other player in the Premier League. So, and and that was over recent game weeks as well. While they, while they weren't putting the ball in the back of the net, if they if they actually do start firing, I will never have him in because why would I? But. Mm. For anyone that isn't a Leeds fan or probably a Liverpool fan, you, you should definitely be getting. You should definitely be getting Bruno in. Yeah, I uh, I look at the fixture swinging game week fourteen for Man United, and I wouldn't get any United players in now until potentially game week fourteen when they play uh, Arsenal, Palace, Norwich, Brentford, Brighton, Newcastle, Burnley, and that that game week run goes on for ages <laughs> up to like game week 20 something it's pretty ridiculous so yeah i would look at them at that point i wouldn't look at them before that so no but if you if you know you're going to get them in then though and you've got them in your mind you can start planning for how you're going to get the funds to actually make that happen yeah exactly so uh to answer your question scott 
Not yet. Probably somewhere about game week 14. I would look so also if he's going to play if, at the back five, then it, Bruno looks like he's going to be playing in a front three. I think if you're rolling the dice, though, maybe after City, after the international break, um, you know, you've got a Watford team that are so hit and miss. A tough game against Chelsea and then, you know, an Arsenal team doing okay. Uh, if you want to jump on him a little bit early, potentially, I don't know. Yeah. But the answer is the answer's no. <laughs> um, should we be looking at getting Gray or Ben Rama and maybe even Mbwemo out for Corney or Smith Rowe? Gray, definitely get out. He's had his moment. I've watched the Everton, we watched the Everton game and I've seen the game from last week as well. And he's just, he seems to have come into Everton and had such confidence in those opening games. And he looked like he was kind of never going to miss. And then I watched him and he looked like, he was getting the ball stuck up beneath his feet. He was stumbling. He was making, you know, there was a lot of indecision in the way he was moving forward. So I'd definitely be getting off grey. And Ben Rahm has got horrendous fixtures. Yeah. Yeah, it's not. It's, yeah, I, I think in terms of uh, someone like Corne, he his numbers look pretty crazy good, uh, and also in terms of where he's playing, it's yeah. Overall, I think he's he's definitely looking like someone who might potentially be an option moving forward. Um, what do we think this week? Into oh, where was where was the where was the last question that I had? I wanted to lead on actually to another one that we had that came in that I thought that was quite good that came off the back of that one. Um, oh, Harry, best cheap best cheap, of fraud. Oh, oh no, well, that no. was always one that came in from Aiden Chip. But it was the it was the best it was the best cheap midfielder under six point five million to get in, uh, and the, um, they were looking at people like Corne and Smith Rowe at this very moment in time when you're looking at the fixture ticket moving forward. Do we think Corne is top of that list? Or do we think Smith Rowe off the back of his last two performances is Smith better? Rowe? Smith Rowe. I think Smith Rowe over a corner? Yeah, because Arsenal, Arsenal are more likely from what I've seen to put in good performances. They've got better fixtures. And, you know, Corner, yeah, okay, he'll play well in those games where Burnley have got the advantage, but I can't see them doing what they did last uh, last weekend against many other teams in the Premier League, whereas I can see Arsenal doing that with the fixtures they've got. Definitely, look at Arsenal got Watford and Newcastle. Alex, I messaged you, I want to get a Bamiang in. <laughs> I'm not even being I, funny. I want to get a Bamiang in. That's two great fixtures. I know that the rest of them are dodgy, but it's almost worth it just for them too. You've, you've jumped You've jumped to the what Tom might do section. I know, I know, but I'm just but, saying, uh, get, you, on the, get on Arsenal, you're better, much better going for Smith Rowe than Corne. It's a, I, I know he's had, what, two good games, but definitely Smith Rowe. He gets involved in so many Arsenal attacks and they are a more attacking team and they have better fixtures. It's almost a no-brainer. Well, let's let's do the what Tom might do thing. Because what what, <laughs> what 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 are you considering this week? What minus four, eight, twelve are you thinking of? Uh, well, I actually have already done my transfer, um, God, so you, I can God, tell you, you what God, I, you have. Because if it's not even <laughs> we're, we're, it's Tuesday, we're recording. Got, got Champions, Champions League, League midweek. Tom's done his transfer. Already. Yeah, but it was a non-Champions League player, so it's fine. I brought in Conor Gallagher for Andros Townsend after I watched Everton be absolutely awful yesterday. Um, and Crystal Palace, like you said, great fixtures. Um, so I've got Gallagher and mostly because I don't want to play Jamie Vardy against Leeds. So Jamie Vardy will be getting benched um, against Leeds and getting Gallagher and allowed me to do that. Um, but what I'd really like to do is take Jamie Vardy out for Aubameyang. And I'd probably, even though I've only had him in for one week and it cost me minus four, I'd probably take Foden out just because... 
I'm just so annoyed that City lost and that would let me get Reese James in. I'm just trying to find out ways I can get Reese James in, to be honest. Okay. Yeah, fair enough. Um, what do you think, Scott? What do you think your transfers are going to be this week? Um, well, you tell me I shouldn't make any. Um, <laughs> so maybe none. Um, I, I don't know. Um, I, I, I really could do with a Chelsea defender in there. <laughs> Whichever one you get in, Scott, just let us know so we can all take him out. <laughs> Oh, honestly, I was so close to putting Reese James in. Oh, and then Alex told me to put chalk on top. Anyway, I I've got, I've got to take that one on the chin. Oh, um, yeah, potentially getting a um, Chelsea, Chelsea player in, but um, yeah, nothing, nothing too drastic really. Um, pretty much hate my team, so just waiting to wildcard again. <laughs> Game week twenty. Yeah. Uh, Let's uh, let's look at the fixtures for this week and look at captains and then wrap up from there. So, um, early deadline this week, Southampton, Aston Villa kick off at eight o'clock. So, the deadline is at half six on Friday. So, let's all remember that, that, that that's the case. Manchester Derby, Brentford, Norwich, anything could happen in that game, couldn't it? Chelsea, Burnley could be another absolute spanking. Could not be. Burnley looked good last week. Palace Wolves, Brighton, Newcastle. Then we've got a full fixture run on Sunday. Arsenal, Watford, Everton, Spurs, Leeds, Leicester, West Ham, Liverpool. Before we wrap up for an international break. Captaincy, boys. Now, Salah plays West Ham away. <laughs> but can we not captain Salah? It's a tricky I one. Isn't it? I can kind of, I kind of, this is going to sound a bit mean, but I kind of hope it gets like a knock midweek and then we have to make a decision because mm. it's a bit boring at the minute, isn't it? Yeah, um, I, yeah. I, think, I, I, I think for I think for Bam to just go for Ivan Tony. <laughs> I just you know what if, if if Brentford had played better at the weekend, I'd love Tony this week at home to Norwich. But to be fair, Brentford is a hard place to go. Like they've already shown that. I definitely think you could back Tony this week. But there's something you might do again. Well, maybe, yeah, because I've, I looked at that and I thought, do you Never know, what? doing it. Everyone listening, he's a hundred percent. Hey, I wasn't going to go Lukaku hey. anyway, so uh, just wow. bear that in mind. But what I would say is they've got a very tough fixture away at a team that are very, very solid at the back. They've kept loads of clean sheets recently, West Ham. They are very, very good. I would, I'm not going to lie, I'm considering that one. I just, I just, they have to run out of steam for a few games, and I feel like maybe this is it for Liverpool. You know, the Brighton comeback. Can I see Salah blanking for one week? Of course I can. Maybe this is one away at West Ham. If I'm going to back him to miss one week, this is probably the one in the run of fixture. Are you, who's your captain then, Tom? Fair play, I'm excited. Who are you going to go for? Uh, well, Rafinha, obviously. Uh, nice. No, uh, I'm probably a captain of Bamiyan. Okay, I'll just <laughs> let that one sit there for a bit. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I, I honestly don't know. I honestly don't know. If I was going to captain... I did actually think about Chilwell. Because if he plays, he's probably going to get a clean sheet against Burnley and he'll probably score because Chelsea wing-backs score every game, right? So um, I did look at... It's, but that's when it's interesting because if Salah is going to blank against Liverpool, there's a, there are a lot of options this week. Smith-Rowe. I even thought about Smith-Rowe. Right, so, Smith so everyone, Salah's blanking. So this is exciting because we know Salah's going to blank now. Salah, I, I tell you now, Salah's blanking this week. He is blanking. He pretty just much blanked last week for Salah, didn't he? I did for him. There's just no one I like better. Than Salah this week. That is, that is the problem. I'll probably stick it on Salah because who else? <laughs> it's your turn this week to, to, to entertain us for two minutes. On what you're do. Oh, flipping egg. Well, I, I, do you really think Salah's going to? I can't see. Do you know why? I, do you know why? I, 
you know why, how, why I personally will go Salah? It's because we're on TV and I like to sweat my caps on TV. Yeah. It is the late kickoff on Sunday as well, so you've got that anticipation. You've got the whole weekend to look forward to it. So if the rest of your team doesn't do well, you've always got that captain on. So, and the thing is, most people will still captain Salah, surely. I think it'll go down a little bit. I think you'll still see 90% of the top 10K captain Salah. But away at West Ham, that's just what puts me up there. They are very, 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 very solid at the moment. I, I think people should bump, jump on Kai Havertz again. <laughs> that would help us out, yeah. Jeff Belcher. Yeah, Jeff, Jeff, we really need you to captain Havertz, yeah. Jeff, if you're listening. Is he one of your nearly men of the week, Scott? I've so far got an assistant. Oh, too, nearly one of the week. No, the boy CH. I don't know if anyone saw the highlights of the game. But against a poor Newcastle side. He couldn't hit the shot on target. The goal disallowed. I mean, an assist of the goal disallowed. He hit, he hit like, made the keeper make a couple of good saves. He was expected points for over five, and he got two. So, uh, yeah, that was my nearly man of the week. But I'm bummed. Yeah, I think in terms of options, you're probably looking at if you wanted to try captain James or Chilwell, you, you, you could do that. You know, they have done amazing results over the past few weeks, but. There's no one else that just sticks out for me in this game. I mean, I'll be captain in Salah this week. But it goes it goes back really quickly to what you said about people not panicking about catching up because the majority of people will go Salah. So don't worry about not going Salah. Just go Salah. Yeah. And, and that's the thing about the game week. If you are looking at trying to rebuild your team from nowhere or you're not doing great, then you know, this week there isn't an obvious other captain. There's no one out there that you think because I mean United um, will play back five against City. That probably end up being one nil or nil nil. Um Norwich, Brentford, anything could happen. Tony's not scored that many goals this season. Anyway, for me, it's it's got to be it's got to be Salah. Any last word on it, Tom? You got your head in your hands. Oh, I just I, I'll I will end up probably eighty percent of me is going to Salah. I'll be honest. Um, I like to always think of the different options because when you're twenty points behind, the right captain pick can get you back to the top, but the wrong captain pick can drop you twenty points. And normally, the wrong captain pick is a differential. Uh, most of the time, that's why they're a differential. So I will probably go Salah because I'm not, I don't need to take huge risks and maybe the rest of the differential. I've got Smith Rowe, I've got Gallagher, I've got the player, the Rafinhas, I've got those players that might get decent hauls if they have the right kind of game. So um, I'll probably just, yeah, I'll, I'll stick it with Salah, whatever. Be boring. Well, uh, we'll uh, we'll call it there this week, boys. So, uh, but thanks ever so much for joining me again this week. Sorry, Tom had a couple of technical issues at the beginning, uh, but uh, but no, thank you ever so much for joining us. Your questions always keep the podcast going. All the likes, the listens, and all the support you're giving us is amazing. So uh, please don't hesitate to follow us on All in Football Pod and All in Football P on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Like and subscribe to our videos. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Get the alerts when we put a new video up, and also to our Spotify uh, platforms and Apple Podcasts as well thanks so much for joining us boys this week good luck hopefully get some green arrows i need a good week and uh i'll uh we'll probably see you maybe during the international break if not before the uh the game week 12 deadline bye for now